Welcome to the most must-hear sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers. Today, I'm doing something a little special for you guys. I recorded today's episode of Hawk Talk, our uh, daily sports talk show here on 91.7 The Edge in Whitewater. I'm here twice a week. I talk a lot of football, so I figured... Instead of talking football twice a day, I'm going to record these episodes. I'm going to share them with you. It's a lot more guests today. It's myself, it's Anne-Marie, it's Corey, and it's Hanson. It's a very fun episode. We talk about a couple games. We talk about the Whitewater football game, too. Like I said, it's a very fun episode. So, please, enjoy. One day to call my mama to remind her we ain't bro. I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. Welcome to Hawk Talk on 91.7 The Edge, WSUW, Whitewater. Um, something's not working. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, welcome to the Monday edition of the show. Um, today I got Hanson, Corey, and KO Kyle today, and we're going to talk about some football and some excited stuff going on. So Hanson, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Um, we're on season eight, almost done, of friends. Uh, we're... Oh, you better you better hurry up, my guy. No, listen. So I started. Can you hear me or no? That's really weird. I can't hear myself. I can hear you. Okay, well if you can hear me, then I'm fine. Never mind. Maybe it's just me. Um, so I started Thursday or Friday last week, and I'm almost halfway through season two right now. Okay, so you better you better hurry up, cause you're on like. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You have to finish it before New Year's. Cause, but what I'm going to tell you is it gets more difficult the further on you get because you get more involved in the relationships. And then when character, characters that start meeting up start meeting up and they shouldn't be meeting up, it starts to get very emotionally straining. Like, I can't watch more than three episodes in the sitting now. Maybe, wait, sorry, switch to the other mic, sorry. You're like echoing. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I know why. Okay. Corey, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Um, you know, it was a it was a bit of a tough sports weekend as my Green Bay Packers lost this weekend, but um, the Warhawks won football, so that that was a positive. And now we're reaching the home stretch. Not the, well, not the home stretch, but like I'm getting to the point now where it's a little stressful now because it's like projects, um, classes I have to pick for next semester. But other than that, I'm good. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> that you. Yep, there we go. Right. <laughs> okay, so now that I'm actually on, yeah. hello. Um, I'm I'm almost halfway through season two. This is my ninth time watching through Friends. Oh, so you know. You, oh, you're so good. I, I, okay. I know good. what I'm getting myself into. So it's going to be pretty easy to power through these. I usually put them on while I'm playing Madden off to the side. 
so I'll power through them. But other than that, I'm I've, I'm okay. <laughs> it's It's been a semester. That's how I'm going to describe it. Uh, highs and lows, for sure. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. To, you know, we're getting towards the end. I'm excited to go home for uh, Thanksgiving in a couple weeks here. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Get to go to the Oshkosh game in two weeks. Oh, you're going to that game? I'm going to that game. My dad is meeting us there because my brother goes to school there. So that's going to be an awesome weekend. Plus, this weekend at Stout, it's two Tomahawk linebackers playing against each other, and a bunch of dudes from Tomahawk are coming, so that's going to be an exciting weekend, too. Um, so, football's great. I'm not thinking about what happened in L.A. yesterday. It's fine. We can talk about it if you want to, Anne-Marie. We will. We're going to get heated. Uh, but, yeah, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing really well. Um, my shoulders come make fun of me, but I worked out, and my shoulders really hurt from, like, the bar and all that. I'm not making fun of you for working out. I'm I'm... I'm just, because she did this before we went out. I went like, I like this. And I was like, ooh, humble brag, you worked out. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually proud of you for working. I haven't, today's the first time I've been in a gym for a year, so, like, I'm proud of you for that. Thank you, right? No. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, there was some sad news with the NWSL, but we can get into it after we do the Warhawk Roundup. Yes. I also have one more quick thing. Quick yeah. disclaimer, I'm not a Giants fan. <laughs> I'm just wearing a Saquon Barkley jersey. Because they're playing tonight, and I have 41 NFL jerseys. So Humble I, bread. Um, I'm broke because of it, but you know. Um, Go so like this. Play the little violin. No, I'm just saying. I, I how, how are you doing? It, it's like this. I was taught this. Oh, really? You play your finger? Okay, oh. whatever. Do you guys have Warhawk Roundup <laughs> songs? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, anyone? I'd say we are the champions because it's so ironic after this last weekend with the <laughs> with that, the green and gold team. Are uh, we all good with we are the champions? <laughs> sure. All right. Go ahead. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's not too fast. It's Monday. You know, you got to... You gotta fair. move with the move with the flow a little bit. Well, yeah, with everything as it slowly loads. You know, it's great. <laughs> it happens. All right. Oh, there it is. I hear oh, it's it. it's really it. quiet. Yeah, it, it's off in the distance. Listening test for all of our listeners out there. <laughs> there we go. Oh, there we go. All right. Warhawk Roundup. So today is the 4th of November. Make sure I am in the November month because I don't want to do that again. Um, so nothing tomorrow, nothing on Wednesday, but on Thursday, get ready. We got women's soccer versus semifinals. That is to be announced. Um, they're in the WEAC tournament, which is awesome. Uh, you brought that up earlier, Corey, yeah. so really good for them. We got women's wrestling versus UW Oshkosh. That's at 7 p.m. That is home. And then the big giant thing as Kyle sings in the background we have women's volleyball versus the WEAC championship semifinals and that will be here at 7 p.m. that will be on 91.7 The Edge WSUW and the TV station UWTV so that'll be fun and then we'll go into just Friday but we got women's bowling versus Warhawk class at war um, so that's be a lot of fun for them but yeah Awesome song choice today. That was really good. That actually got me pumped up. There we go. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) All right. Before we get into some football stuff, I'm sad because for the NWSL, 
they have lost Sam Kerr. So the stuff about Sam Kerr, so this is Chicago Red Stars. Sam Kerr is the number one player in the world. Um, for She plays for the Australian national team. So like LeBron James she of is, like soccer? Yes. Okay. Yeah, for women's soccer. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so she's been playing for the Chicago Red Stars for a couple years, but what ends up happening usually, so she's Australian, so she plays for the Australian national team, uh, they can go back to their hometown or home country to play for the semi-pros for soccer. And so that is what she has decided to do because they pay more than the NWSL. And I'm really sad because Chicago Red Stars had a really good chance this year. They went to the championship game, not able to get it done and all that. And then Sam Kerr, the best player in the world – it's leaving. And it just makes me upset because there is new rules coming into place for NWSL to play their p- play- players more. But, yeah, it's just sad. I'm okay, though. It's all good. I was about to ask, with team expansion coming in the future, aren't they going to start paying their players more? Yeah, but she's um, – I don't know the exact number, but Sam Kerr does get paid more in Australia for that. And so also the Australian team is also – going to get the same pay as the men's Australian team. So that's incredible. So I think that was a huge factor into it. Australia always does things right. Yeah. For the most part. In the modern day. (laughs) Yeah. Put that asterisk on there. So um, thank you, Sam Kerr, for everything you did. I'm really upset that you have to go, but um, I really hope our U.S. women's team can beat you in the Olympics. (laughs) Thanks, but I hope you lose. (laughs) I hope you lose. (laughs) All right, but that was a quick thing because I'm sad about it. But let's go into Warhawks sports real quick. Um, Warhawks beat UW lacrosse this weekend, 21-17. to That game... Me and Kyle both announced that game, him for radio, me for TV. Um, great game. I will. I think we all have a lot of opinions right now about that game, especially, you know, Hanson, you watched it. Corey, I know you watched it. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of opinions. I am worried for the Warhawks. So let's just get it started. Who wants to go first? I'll go first because okay. I probably watched the least of it. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> but here's what I will say. I'm pretty happy with our defense when it comes to stopping the run game. Um, that was something that was kind of looking concerning over the last couple of weeks, and that I feel a lot better about that. Um, t- in total, they were under 100 rushing yards. So that's a really important number to keep an eye on, especially as the season goes on, as we get towards the end. The better teams that we're going to be playing at the end of the season are definitely going to have strong rushing offenses. Not only was it under 100 yards, but it's under three yards a carry. Yeah, yeah, huge. huge. 2.3, so closer to two even, exactly. which is, like, absolutely insane. And then on the other side of the ball, we were averaging over five. So for just those two things specifically, because I know there's other things that other people are going to bring up, our running offense to defense numbers ratio is f- fantastic. It's phenomenal. It's looking for a word. It's Monday. listen i i actually feel really good about whitewater coming off of this game and i know it's hard to especially after watching that first half i was very i I was not impressed by the first half zero to three going into (laughs) halftime whitewater was down didn't get a single point we missed the field goal which was huge i for that team to then they came out first drive they got the ball 
didn't do anything again. And th at that point, I was like, okay, this right here is where we need to turn it around. We need to get a defensive stop, get the ball, get the lead, or at least tie it with three. Then we let off a touchdown. So we go down 10-3, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, now more than ever is when we really need to do something. Drive down the field, they get a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Defensive, I think they got a – did they get a stop? I think they got a stop. Yeah. They got the ball, touchdown, 14-10 to 10 lead. I'm not even looking at this. I probably could be. And then lacrosse yeah. came back. Lacrosse came back, got a touchdown. A touchdown to put it up 17 to 14. And then Whitewater just answered right back again, making it 21 to 17. <laughs> I I absolutely loved obviously there was not a great game plan going into the game by either side. <laughs> like this was supposed to be a fantastic offense by lacrosse. And we did not see that. I think that's a credit to our defense. I think our defense is really good. <laughs> I the the adjustments made by the coaching staff for both sides, but mostly for Whitewater at halftime, and for them to not come out just mad and upset that oh man we didn't even put any points up on the board like no they came out fired up in the second half they put up twenty one points to win the game in the second half I absolutely love what they were doing I do worry about that first half because. Zach Olos only had seven rushes. And yes, he is the quarterback. He only had seven rushes. I say that because he needs to have more than that. Because really, only about two of those, maybe three, were designed runs. He needs to have more of those because those have been unguardable. For So, you know, he's getting almost 10 yards of carry on those designed quarterback runs. And he's been really good with it. Jared Ware needs to work on uh, ball security. But I, I really love the running game. Olus looked really good in the passing game, too. He had a couple big pat. I really, really like what this team did. This was a character-building game for this team where you start off really strong or really weak, but you make that halftime adjustment. You come out hot. You don't give up, and you you get a hard-fought win. The second half of that game was an incredible game. It really was. Well, the game before, too, I don't know if you guys knew, with River Falls, Zach Willis tied the school record for six patch mm -hmm. touchdowns as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I am totally the opposite of you. I think this game was so intense and so misfortunate, too, because to me – this score should have been completely different. And we were predicting different scores as well as a group. Like, last Hawk Talk, go back. We were predicting, like, in the 40s or in the 30s for Warhawks. And I don't know. I think the thing – I know you couldn't hear it, but I, I, the interview at halftime with Coach Kevin Bullis, he said, you know, the biggest thing is that pocket. Like, that pocket's just yes. closing. Yes. Yeah. And they did a phenomenal job because lacrosse in the mm -hmm. first half was doing a really good job of moving the pocket. They would do a really good job where they would move it to the one side, the quarterback would roll out to the other. He had beautiful time. Whitewater was not doing that. It was a very stationary pocket. It was closing very quickly. Second half, perfect adjustment. Yeah. They basically just did what lacrosse was doing, and they were moving the pocket. And it did it did wonders for Zach Wallace. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I you got to give credit for uh, Warhawks coming back and adjusting those things that they were just – not doing right and all that and that mark mcgrath interception wow that was that was it like i knew from there i'm like okay like we got this now but it still makes me worried that zach olis couldn't do what he did against river falls but he doesn't need to necessarily mm -hmm. he doesn't need to when you run for 216 yards like i 
Especially, especially because we didn't score in the first half for him to do what he did in the second half, and we were running the ball. And you also have to look at the defensive side of the ball. We had, what, three turnovers that we should have had? Yes. We had a dropped interception. We had that fumble. But then t- flag. They called, I think they called a flag or maybe they he called He was it down, I think. Yeah, it was, so, it was a weird play. It honestly would have been a touchdown, I think. And mm. th- there was a couple plays here and there that were iffy, but if those go our way, that's plus three turnovers. That could be plus three touchdowns. This could be a completely different game. I think this was a very hard-fought game. And, uh, you know, like I said, character building for Whitewater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it, was, it was a good game. Um, I, will, I will say that. I think, I think my score was like 27 to 17. I just didn't think it was going to be like – You were two, close. I was pretty close because I just didn't think it would be like too high scoring. Um, always throwing like six touchdowns, I just don't – That to me, that's just not who he is. Like he's not like – Cole Wilbur, where it's just like he's a natural passer of the football. Like he, like to me, he's just more of like a running quarterback. And like, um, you know, I keep I keep harking back to this, where it's just like teams kind of kind of know who we are. Where it's just like we love to run the football. So it's like the only thing that would concern me right now is just like you know if they stop our run game, then can I always make a few big throws? And I think he can. Um, I think he's, I think he's been able to. Um, but you know, just that, just that consistency of just like can almost like poss- potentially down the road like win us a game, like on, on his arm. Yeah, well, that kind of did happen for the first half with Alex Pete not getting a ton of rushing yards and all that. And you know, we have good wide receivers. You know, Derek Kumaro, Wisniewski. Sam Delaney, other names. Wisniewski had a great game. Yeah. Yeah, 111 yards. Wisniewski was game changer on the receiving end. Yeah, and that's what I liked with Coach Kevin Bullis, what he said. He's like, these, they're playmakers on this team. And listen, he was making big plays. He had a 40-yard pass. He had a 24-yard pass to Kumaro. He had the 10-yard touchdown uh, to Tyler Holt. Like, he was making... He wasn't throwing slant routes. You know, it's not Tom Brady out there throwing a three-yard pass. He was making good throws, and especially those two deep passes to Wisniewski. Mm-hmm. They were good throws, mm-hmm. and he even missed the touchdown, too, um, which, like, it was just a really good play by the safety, but it was a really good throw, too, at the same time. So, like, I loved it. Olus looked really good. The numbers don't reflect it, but I, I think he looked really good. Yeah, I think – for the Warhawks comeback as well, that was just like incredible, like you know, down ten zero and like to come back with that, and so it just makes me nervous because Zach Olis is such a different quarterback from Cole Wilbur, like complete opposites. Mm-hmm. It makes me nervous. Can he compete against these big name teams, Mount Union, Mary Hard Baylor? Eventually, we're gonna come up against them. And they've been scoring the last game. They've been scoring in well into the 60s and above. Um, but I think something that's really important to notice that favors us right now is normally teams around the beginning of November are looking for their identity and trying to figure out what's going to be able to get them over the edge to finish up conference or prepare for their postseason game or games now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we know what kind of team we are. We know we've got a couple question marks on defense. We know our run game is strong. We know our quarterback can use his feet very well. So that puts us ahead of a lot of other teams that might be as skilled as us or might even be more skilled. But we know who we are identity-wise, especially because of our strong coaching, which we saw there in that second half. 
So that makes me feel a lot better as a Whitewater football fan. And, and luckily, playing against all these WEAC teams this year, it, do, it doesn't seem like they've been able to stop our run game so far. Uh, I don't, I don't exactly know the stats on that, but it just seems like every, usually every game we've been in against like these WEAC teams, we've been able to like eventually get our run game going. Obviously, it doesn't like start off that way, but eventually, like we just we just start wearing these teams down. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to talk really quickly about the top 25. So this was a huge thing. Uh, just the top four teams, I, I don't know the exact stats, but you can look back, and it's always been Mountain Union, Mary Hardy Baylor, Whitewater, and St. John's. Like, you can look back, and those have always been at least top four in a way, yep. which was really nerve-wracking because – St. John's, there was a lot of talk that St. John's had a harder record than Whitewater. Whitewater should be fourth and all that. St. John's lost their game against Concordia Moorhead, 18 to 19 over overtime. And they dropped from fourth to eighth. So right now the standings are Mount Union, Ma- Mary Harden Bailey, Whitewater, and then Wheaton is right behind us. Do you guys, with how Mount Union and Mary Harden Baylor are, doing do you think we can get as far as we did last year and compete against those teams i i I don't know that much about the other teams to be honest Mm -hmm. i yeah i think so um it depends on strength of schedule i'd be very interested to see that from the uh, listen the the two big games for me have been platteville and lacrosse here our defense has really shown up in those two games, and I really like what we've seen. I think our defense, yes, there are those weak spots, but I think it's a legit defense right now, and you pair that with a really good rushing game, and if we can clean up the turnovers, if we can clean up special teams, those are those small things that I think we can really, I, I think we can compete with just about anyone in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and I do think we can compete with those teams because, like, you know, the only um, now, granted, the only per- people we've lost is like a really experienced offensive line and Cole Wolver. But besides that, I think. Um, what? Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Let me try to get this back. So I think besides like not having an experienced offensive line and Cole Wolver, I, th- I think this is relatively like the same team from last year. Um, they, they look to be the same to me. Um, so I do, I do think we can like compete with those teams. Um, you know, we just have to, you know, like I said, always has to like make a few of those throws. Um, you know, our, our run game needs to be like, our run game needs to be good. Our defense may need to like hold, try to hold these teams down as best they can. But like, yeah, the offense against those teams will need to step up. Here's why I like Whitewater over these two teams right now. We want to talk about strength of schedule. With the the teams that Mount Union, Mary Hard, and Baylor have been going up against, they've been blowing them out by like 50, yeah. 60, mm-hmm. 70 points. That does not do anything for your team. We are undefeated right now. Mm-hmm. We've played solid teams. A Platteville team that just dropped out of the top 25 and a lacrosse team that's third in rankings or third in votes outside of the 25 said so they'd be 28th. That's a lot. That's what I mean. Strength of schedule is huge. Yeah, so that that's builds so much confidence as a fan going into the postseason. We know that we're going to be good, but how good are we going to be compared to some of these teams that have been blowing out smaller opponents by 70 points? 
So from like, I I don't know. It's, it depends on how Mount Union Mayor Harden Baylor goes into the game and approaches it mentally. Because if they end up playing like they have been for the whole season, Whitewater beats them. And they might not have a character building come from behind win. Mm-hmm. And Whitewater has had these hard-fought wins. Yeah, most of that. And they've had blowouts, too. So they've experienced both ends of the spectrum and understand what's going on. Hang, hang on. So we go off topic for a sec. Is, did Senior Day already happen? Like, yes. Okay, so yeah. that was like already at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Okay. So I think... With two, like, our defense, if you look, like, Mark McGrath, like, Caleb Kaminsky, Matt Anderson, Nate Trano, they have been stepping up for people like Harry Henschler, who left last year, um, Nate Truen, like, another one, so... I was I was going to bring up Kaminsky, because, like... Ten, yeah. I went to high school with him. Right? Ten tackles. <laughs> ten tackles, he had a sack. I went to high school with him, he played quarterback for us. I did not, Really? Yes. He was our... Well, he played... He played both sides of the ball. I think he was like a safety. And yeah. he was a safety when he came here. He, they transitioned him, though. He got bigger, and they transitioned him to middle linebacker. This dude has this dude has seven, 17 more tackles uh, on the season than the next, than the number two guy in Matt Anderson. This dude's leading the team in tackle. He, he has been an anchor, and you saw him with those 10 tackles. He was on every play, and he was the first one to the ball on all, all 10 of those tackles. He has been a great anchor for that defense. Like, I've been hyping him up all season because I went to high school with him. But he's actually been, like, really good. So it's been really fun to watch. I think he's also leading the WEAC, or he's top five, I want to say, with tackles as well. But I just pulled it up to look at that. But He's like the Blake Martinez for white for Whitewater right now. Absolutely. It's the same idea. High motor, high energy, gets a lot of tackles, big numbers. Exactly. He is top five. He is the fifth. That's, which that's is crazy. It's incredible. 70 tackles on the season. 70 total, I should say. Yeah. So for that, I think for me to compete against these teams, like Mount U and Mary Harden Baylor, it comes down to one thing, and we've talked about it every single time. Our special teams, <laughs> what is going on? Another missed field goal. And, like, we've talked about it. Gosh, Nisa, there might be something going on mentally, anything. But, like, this could come down to a field goal it almost did Mm -hmm. with lacrosse so i think you're right but i think what's bigger is the turnovers Mm -hmm. jared ware with another fumble olis with another pretty bad interception i might say he threw it right to like i don't know if he just didn't see the linebacker drop back in coverage or what it was but he threw it right to him during those need to be cleaned up i can deal with no extra or no field goals because college especially d3 college Mm -hmm. Long field goals are always a question mark. More teams are more likely to go for fourth down, uh, depending on the distance. A good kicker helps, but I I have confidence in this offense and if they can clean up uh, the turnovers and this defense to Mm -hmm. overcome that special teams. Yeah, and and especially, um, I I don't know if I should say, I'll just say this. Um, If your team has to rely on, like, your field goal kicker to, like, kind of bail you out because, like, you weren't, exactly playing your greatest the whole game then like i think that's more something your team needs to fix more so than like i don't think like i just don't like it when like a kicker misses a ki- like a game-winning kick and like we start blaming the kicker it's like you know every you know it's not it's not just the kicker it's usually like all facets of the game so like but yeah turnovers you're right kale will will kill a drive um you know if you if you like turn the ball over twice or three times 
um, and the other team usually doesn't, then like usually, like it's just not a you're not in a good spot. It's crazy how many turnovers we've had, and then turnovers that we create for ourselves. It's <laughs> something like we take two more than we. It's like two to one. We yeah. take two, we give one. It's not, I think I, I was looking at it last week before this game. So, I mean, I do like that, but still, I'd rather it be 10 to one. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you can, it's mistakes you're making on your own, especially those interceptions. Like, I know we have, very, we have really high standards as Wisconsin football fans because we've got Aaron Rodgers and we have for the last 10 years. But we have a strong quarterback with a strong arm. Might not be his first weapon, but he should not be throwing interceptions like he is. Mm-hmm. Especially so, against some of these opponents. Yeah. So for my last like question and all of that, for UW-Stout and um, UW-Oshkosh, the next two games coming up, are is anyone really worried about these two teams? Because UW-Oshkosh has kind of been like looking like they're falling, but like has come back for a couple mm-hmm. Um which Oshkosh at home, I think it's the most dangerous team to it's, play. It's it's at home. It's the last game of the season, so it'll be senior night. They'll be fired up because it's not senior night. It happened at the first game. Yeah, oh, senior you're night right, you're for right, us. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That, 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 it might be, be it might be Oshkosh's senior. That's night. what I meant. That's what. Yeah. I, that's okay. What I meant. It's Shriners Day. day. Whatever that means. No, that's Stout. That's the Stout oh, game. Oh, the Stout game. That's yeah. what I mean. It, oh, okay. For Oshkosh, it's at it's in Oshkosh. It's yeah. their senior day. They have lost already this season. We're one of their, you know, I think Oshkosh UWW is like one of the biggest rivals across all the sports. I think they're going to come in fired up for that game, and the fan base is going to, I, I, it's going to be an electric feel to that game. Boogie woogie woogie. I know. I, I cannot know. wait. <laughs> And, and plus, I'm just looking at it. So oh, I, I don't think they're going to win. I just think that is the biggest test. Probably. It is not their senior day. Okay. Their senior day is the week before against River Falls. But agreed with but you. Still, Which they yeah. totally scheduled on purpose. <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, and, I was, and, I, and I'm looking at this, too. It's like at, it's at 6, so uh, it's also a night game, too. You know, those, oh, those games. Are, night oh, game. I can't wait. I'm those so games excited. are usually, like, they're usually pretty lit. Oh, I didn't even know it was a night game. I, I looked at it. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I honestly, I'm going and I didn't know. Yeah. Are you guys stout, Oshkosh, any nerves or you think we're going to wrap this week up? I'm worried about the offense with stout. Like, yeah. th- that could be a really high-scoring game again, but I'm really thinking about driving up to Oshkosh. Like, that, <laughs> for the last game of the season, it's the last WEAC game, I think, played in t- at all, yes. isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. like the nightcap of the whole I season. So, yeah. Which, it's like they almost set it up on purpose, knowing this was how it's gonna, it was going to turn out. You know they did. Um, so obviously I'm a little concerned for Oshkosh, a night game on the road, last game of the season, worn out injuries, and, all the, all the above. But, and their you know. game against Platteville. Wow. That was a good game. Yeah. <laughs> but subtle works out. Yeah, I know we're bringing up Oshkosh and you know, that's exactly what these teams yeah. do. They look ahead to, um, yes. to games two weeks beforehand and then they end up, this ends up being a letdown game. I, Stouts, you know, no matter what the record is, I still think they're they're a formidable opponent. They're, they've won two in a row. They have, yeah, exactly. So you know, they're a formidable opponent. I think that I don't think we can the Wallachs can like look ahead. They almost beat Oshkosh week one as well, or week two, whatever week they started. We right. <laughs> uh, they lost to Oshkosh twenty three twenty six. That was their first week of conference play. But they almost beat them. That's a that's yeah. close game. Yeah. yeah so. I, I do think the Warhawks, I do think they'll win, but, like, you know, just don't overlook Stout. That's all I got to say. 
right now the standings for the way at Whitewater is first five and zero, Oshkosh is second, four and one. Platteville Lacrosse are tied with three and two. Stevens Point and UW Stout is two and three. Eau Claire's one and four. River Falls is zero five. So Stout's not last. Theoretically, if we both win next next week and then we play each other and Oshkosh beats us, do they take the conference? Ooh. I believe it would. Does it come down the point differential? Is it point after differential? That? Or is it head to head? Because if they take the head oh no, head to head would come first technically. So yeah, if we lost to Oshkosh, they only have one loss. We would have a loss. They would have the head to head. So they would win conference. That's a big game. They're gonna come in fire. It's up. like they scheduled it on purpose. You know, it's yeah. And, and Oshkosh is playing River Falls, yeah. which like. No offense, they'll probably win. But that's, no, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. That's going to be a big game. River Falls is a scary team to play right now, though. They've They're 0-5. So but but their offense has been strong, though. They're, they're going to scare somebody in the last couple weeks here. Now, and, and keep this in mind, too. The last time we played Oshkosh at Oshkosh, it was 2017, and I believe we lost, like, 37-20. to 20. So, <laughs> you know, let's just keep the uh, – granted, we need to make the playoffs that year. We weren't as good as we are now, but just keep, keep that in mind that – couple years ago, Oshkosh was a tough place to play. Oh, yeah, I agree. I still think it's a tough yeah, place it is, to play. It is. it is still now, but... But have fun at that game. It's so so I didn't know it was that said. All right, well, let's keep with the football and go to the NFL games of the week. Who wants to go first? I would like to. Okay. <laughs> week, week nine, what was your game of the week? Sun, uh, we've been waiting all day for Sunday night, and I've been waiting all year for the Patriots to get exposed. I feel like this is, they are. this is everyone's game of the week. Well, it's not anymore. <laughs> I needed to talk. I've been telling people all who have the Patriots played before this. They played the Redskins. They played the Jets with Luke Folk at quarterback. They played the <laughs> Dolphins. They played the Bills. Almost beat them with Matt Barkley. I. Everyone was so hyped on this defense, and this defense is getting these lucky turnovers. Like, don't get me wrong, they're forcing these turnovers, but it's an actual lucky, lucky turnover is an actual term, and that's actually what's happening there. And this game, they didn't get those turnovers. And this defense, which we saw last week, they don't have a strong running defense, got torn up by a running quarterback. Offense has been struggling. Julian Edelman fumbled for the first time in a million years. Yeah. It was incredible. I wait that okay quickly before <laughs> when Edelman fumbled, and um, I don't remember who picked it up Humphreys. for the Ravens. Yeah, he picked it up and he started running. You could see Tom Brady running and then just stop. <laughs> he was like, "That's because just lost it." Humphreys ran track in college. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't catching that. Man. I loved it. But I, it was like a kicker. I've been I have been wait as soon as I saw this game on the schedule preseason. I've been waiting for this game because I knew in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson was going to tear up this defense, and I'm so glad it happened. This team got exposed. Now listen, they're still probably going to be either the one or two seed in the in the AFC because they have the easiest division in football. Oh my God, yeah. By a mile. <laughs> <laughs> who, yeah, who Although, can compete? Don't, don't sleep on the Bills. The Bills could sleep, sneak in. If the Bills win this division, I'm going to be very excited. <laughs> But I think you know the Patriots. They'll they'll probably take it. I they're just not as dominant as people think they are, and I'm just I'm ex- extremely happy that not only did they lose by three three scores, 
but they lost on national television by three scores. It was so... Uh, and I started Lamar Jackson in fantasy despite, oh, despite, yeah. despite him playing this New England defense. I said, no, 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 no. He's still going to tear this defense up. And he got me third. I'm up, I am now going into the night game, I think, up 20 points. And the guy's got Michael Gallup to play. Connor, actually. <laughs> He's got Michael Gallup playing for the Cowboys. I feel real confident about that. I you finally get some good luck with your fantasy, too. You've had so much bad luck this year so far. Last week, Mason Crosby won me with that la- with the field goal in the fourth quarter. Really? Not a, not a normal occurrence in fantasy football no. for Mason Crosby to be saving you. I know. So, turn it around. I'll be in fourth place. Uh, or third place, probably, after today. Um, I'm going to go with my Denver Wait, Broncos. Wait, no, no. We're not moving on from Patriots and Ravens. That was a huge win. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. can. We totally can. Okay, I, fine. Everything needed to be I think said. I said it. Personally, I do want to apologize because I did not think the Ravens were not a Super Bowl contender. So before we get heated about the Packers and the Bears and all that, I apologize. Baltimore. <laughs> I picked Baltimore to win this. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry, Corey. You can go on. Well, you my game of the week. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. That was a good game. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah okay, <laughs> but... So it was the Broncos and the and the Browns. Oh, God. Go Broncos, go. Can we? Go, I just want to say, say one thing on this game, and, and I'll shut my mouth. No. Okay. <laughs> when a team, first of all, when you're playing a quarterback who's never seen the NFL field before, <laughs> and you still lose, but when your team, when the three best players on your team are more worried about their cleats and their facial hair <laughs> than the actual game on the field. You know you have a terribly, terribly run franchise. That's all I have to say. (laughs) And as Kale mentioned, yes, he's right. Brandon Allen has not, he's never seen NFL, he's never seen an NFL field. Drafted by the Jaguars. I don't even think he, he, I don't think he, I think he went to college at Arkansas, I believe. So it was was like 2014, so it was like five years during the Brett Bielma reign. Um, (laughs) I miss him. I don't. That's a joke. Um, (laughs) He's in New England, I he is. Him. I think so. Oh. The thing is, like, I, I honestly don't. Th- like, it's so concerning. Like, like, all right. We give. We usually give teams a pass in like September because usually you're trying to figure out your identity. They still don't know what their identity is. <laughs> you have you have Jarvis Landry, you you have Odell, and they're still trying to go for the deep ball. And I don't think they're, like, and maybe I'm not watching it enough, but, like, I don't think they're including Nick Chubb enough in that offense because, like, I was hearing someone mention this where, like, there are two big plays on, like, fourth down and, like, Nick Nick Chubb was, like, not even on the field. So, like, I think they're trying to outsmart themselves. And, like, I still don't even know, like, Freddie Kitchens is in way over in his head. It, this isn't even about this game, but, like, the game against, um, and I think you mentioned this, a game against the Patriots where, like, he took a delay game and he went for it on fourth and 16. I don't think I've ever seen a coach do that. It's a very uh, interesting strategy. Um, it's, a, it's a bold move. It's a stupid move. It's he a st- does not belong. I think if you walked up to him and said, hey, we're moving you back to offensive coordinator, he'd be like, yeah. Good. I don't belong here. I do. I am. <laughs> I was not about to say, Cleveland is such a coaching crisis right he's now. Not a yeah. head coach. He's, he's just not a head they, coach. I think they should should have stuck with Greg Williams. Um, only, not not, only because like it was working so well, um, and like, and like I've heard people talk about this. Some people are just meant to be assistant coaches. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah. They're like, 
Uh, Freddie Kitchens is, like, like he's not meant to be a head coach. Like, head coaches should not be getting, like, defensive and, like, just reading everything that's, like, written about him. Okay, I've got, I've got something to say. we got about, what, 20 minutes here? Yeah, okay. you can go cool. off. Go ahead. All right, ahead. so, <laughs> Mr. Goodell, sitting up in that office, you finally have seen the Cleveland Browns have a team that they could do something with, right? The front office has finally built a roster that should be winning over half of their games. Correct? KO, can I get a second on this? Absolutely. They, yeah. they should be a winning team. Absolutely, especially in this division with Pittsburgh losing Big Ben and the Bengals being the Bengals. Thank you. Exactly. (laughs) All right, so we've got an issue with ownership now. Yeah. We're past past front office because their front office hasn't stayed stagnant for more than two seasons. No, and they fired Michael Lombardi. Yeah. They fired Michael Michael Lombardi when he gave you – when he gave the Colts Trent Richardson for a first-round pick. That's the deal of a lifetime. (laughs) All right, so – we obviously have some issues <laughs> up in the office. You think? I think it's time yeah. for Goodell to say, sell the team. Yes. What? Yes. Yeah. And this they is would a, never. I yeah, they will. Who, I don't even know who the owner is. Exactly. That's the thing. It's so Jimmy, It's Jimmy Haslam, I think. Who? So <laughs> so here's, here's my thing. As a avid consumer of professional sports and prefers high-quality entertainment for the sake of me and all the other fans out there, Roger Goodell needs to step in and make him sell this team. But... Wait a minute, though. I, first of all, I think the Washington Redskins are in way worse shape than the Cleveland Browns. Oh, oh, did you hear what came out? Oh, go on, yeah. but like we will talk yes, about the for Redskins. Sure. For sure. But they at least had a good team a couple seasons Exactly. Ago. And the problem with the Browns is when was the last time they had a winning record? Like, I haven't even looked it up because I don't even what think the internet year? was a lo- around that long. So. May- last season, maybe. They like, to- no, they haven't. No. Oh, not a winning record. No. No. They, they went to the playoffs with Tim Couch. I think that was like in 2001. <laughs> okay, cool. So 20 years ago, <laughs> once in a literal blue moon, like when the, the wolf howls twice, the Cleveland Browns will make and one the playoffs. More, and one more thing I'm going to bring up. How, how about that defensive back just like just threatening every fan, like giving out his address to like to anybody who like – is like critical of his plays. Like, exactly. There's there's personality no res- issues. No we've talked there. about we've talked about facial hair, shoes, watches. Big. All I gotta Clean say. Them. Big day for quarterbacks named Allen. Yeah. True. Yeah, Josh Allen. Uh, Brandon, well. Brandon Allen and. I always heard, I can never remember all three of their names for some reason. <laughs> Kyle? Kyle Allen. Thank, how did I forget Kyle? <laughs> how do you forget Kyle? <laughs> What's your name? Was that it? I'm with your answer. Yeah, no, I'm okay. good. I'm good. I was, I was just, I'm double checking to make sure I didn't, I didn't miss anything. I just, I haven't, I think Roger Goodell should step in. It, it's gotten you, to a point. You make a solid point. It's yeah. gotten to a point where it's bad for fans in Cleveland. There's a really wealthy guy that's about to release a movie by the name of LeBron James that's from Akron. That has a lot of money and is interested in buying a professional sports franchise. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, what? so there, there's a lot of things like you want to talk about Michael Jordan. That could 100 following happen. in fo- exactly. So, and you know who somebody else that really wants to get on sports ownership? Who? Dwayne Wade. So, really? Would he buy in Cleveland? Though? Yeah, he would. If it's with LeBron, that's they're, they're best cool. friends. That's yeah. That's true. That's true. So, and, and apparently he's, I don't know if these numbers are updated, but apparently, according to Wikipedia, he's 21 and 75 and 1 as the uh, Browns owner. 
I don't 20. know how updated those numbers are, but it's that, none of it's good, uh, even if they were. Updated. So he only wins a quarter of his games. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yeah, Roger Goodell. I think we've got an issue. Ma- let's make some things happen. You? Oh, wow. I My head just it swelled. Do you like that? <laughs> I like it, but I don't know if it would happen. Well, we've, we've seen executive intervention before in other sports. You want to talk about the infamous Chris Paul trade? In basketball, that was he was David Stern, though. Well, still, that yeah. David Stern and Roger Goodell actually have a lot of similar qualities when you want to talk about leaders. But we haven't. I don't think I, we've seen a professional sports league like step in and make the um, make the owners sell the team since like 2011 with the McCourts. But that's only because they yeah. were bankrupt. So I, I think that's the only way a professional sports league would like step in because there's been this rule where like if a t- franchise doesn't make the playoffs. In like ten years, then they then they should be the owner should be forced to sell the team. Really? Well, the other reason I bring up why it sh- it should definitely be a thing right now is you've got the birth of this new league that I know a lot of people aren't scared about with the XFL. I'm so excited to watch. I, I know <laughs> I'm scary. also one of those people that's very excited for off season football. I had to censor myself that it's gonna be a crap show. It's yeah. gonna be. It's going to be. I, I think they're going to be okay. They're taking their time. Cardell Jones is one of the major. Cardell Jones and Landry Jones are the two top quarterbacks in that league. Okay, but also remember who their wide receivers are, who their defensemen okay, yeah, are. But like, like, we've seen the NFL without good quarterback play. It's There's a reason why the rules are favoring protected quarterbacks. Do you I'm like the saying, run game? <laughs> I do. I like watching defensive battles. It'll be fun, I, it, but it's not going to be. It, it'll be fun. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm excited for it. Um I'm just saying, with the financial backing and the prepare the the prepared nature that Vince McMahon has coming in with the XFL, mm-hmm. I definitely think the NFL should not be like the way we look at some smaller schools in our conference. We should not be looking at that the same way. Like they're not a puny thing. There's millions and millions of dollars into this, and it could be taking away fan interest. While I was looking at, I, I I actually looked up their owner, and I was looking back on some old articles. I found a 2012 Bleacher Report article titled. Why the Cleveland Browns' new owner is the best thing in a decade. <laughs> wow. So I, I did not see that. But, um, you know, oh, nope, man. that sounded like, you know, what kind of what I summed up right there. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Real quick, this just seems to happen with like owners who like think they're like good at making football decisions. Like This is why Robert Kraft is one of the best owners in sports. Only because, like, um, he he likes. I think he stays out of the way, although he didn't with that Brady trade. But you know, I think I would do the same thing. Yeah. Well, and you say that another sports team or another sports league hasn't forced a team out. Mm-hmm. How about the New York Knicks right now? Because they're in another team that's in a very precarious spot that might be looking at having to sell because the league might make them. The Lakers were in that spot until LeBron came. Yep, the exact same position. So do you think that we, you've, we've gotten close enough now to having that actually happen to where mm. one of these head presidents of a league is going to be like, hey, I don't I think, think it's the time. Browns being bad, especially with the hype coming into this year, mm-hmm. has not affected in any way mm-hmm. ratings, revenue, anything like that. Okay, I, but the Knicks definitely have. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 But, like, as far as the NFL goes, I don't know if Goodell necessarily will take that because like, take that step because it's not necessary. I think for the for the Browns it is. I think he but with to... a stronger ownership group, do you think that could benefit the league more? Because if you have a guy like LeBron James, even let's say you only win two or three games, 
Neymar You've got LeBron's James, LeBron James' name in your sport now. Absolutely. That's huge. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're winning three games a season. But he, I think you're at least a couple years out from like yeah. that even being a possibility. Well, then you also talk about he's a professional athlete in a different sport, still yeah. currently playing. How yeah, do exactly. you? That'd be really complicated. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is also not something you go overnight, like, okay, you lost. That's why you buy with Dwayne. Dwayne can do it now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, True. And plus, I don't think I don't think Roger Goodell would do it because, like, I think many players have complained. Like, he's so different from Adam Silver because at least Adam Silver is, like, a player's owner where he's l- willing to listen to the players. We love Adam Silver, by the way. <laughs> Roger Goodell, first of all, no one's even criticizing Roger Goodell anymore because he's not there. Like, we don't know what Roger Goodell is. He, like, went into hiding. Like, you, you see him sometimes – like, at these random NFL games, but besides that, in terms of, like, making decisions and stuff, like, like I sometimes forget that, like, Roger Goodell over the past year or two has been, like, the commissioner because, like, people are, like, thinking it's, like, Jerry Jones's league now. Yeah, like, it's, like, yeah. David Stern and Roger Goodell are in the same category, and I know a lot of people did not like David Stern either. No. So, and I think it's definitely, even, we're, we're shredding the NFL today. <laughs> so any of you fan, any big fans of the actual NFL, like we, I know you got an NFL hat on, but I don't think that makes you a ref fan. <laughs> no, but, I um, have it so that I can wear it with multiple jerseys. Exactly. There we go. That's my man. <laughs> and and, the, and like, speaking of the refs, I think I think um, like I do think they do get a lot of a lot of flack, but I do think it can be fixed by like, and I've heard people talk about this by like making them full time, and like I don't know if studying is. Like, maybe study some of these calls, like, study the rule book or the plays and stuff. Because sometimes, like, um, I just think it's, like, too much, like, review, so it's last second but, guessing. But they're not full-time. So yeah. they're not going to put in that much effort into a part-time job. That's the only thing. Like, I get how important it is and how big it is, and they should. In, a, in an ideal world, they should put in that much work, and they really should be yeah. perfectionists at their job. But they're not full-time. They, don't, they have to work other jobs, basically, to live mm. their life. They're not just NFL refs. They probably have weekday jobs. That at least some of them need to be full time, so that you have those around the clock working. We need to fix this rule. We need to call this better. We need to, you know, we need to, and have a meeting once a week. Yeah. Hey, you guys did this right. You guys did this wrong. NFL ref is a whole situation. Yeah, Here, I'll give you a really good comparison though. So you'll like this one, Emory. So I think I brought this up to you before. One of my Spanish teachers in high school was a ref for the Women's World Cup. Mm. And she is still licensed to do so, um, but she normally doesn't like to leave the country. I'm, I wonder if she's doing NWSL stuff. I haven't I, kept up I with her. I bet so, yeah. Um, but she was a teacher, like I said. She was a teacher. She has a, a full-time job outside of outside of soccer. Mm-hmm. She uh, It's women's professional soccer. She mm. obviously doesn't make as much money. Yeah. But still, like that takes away from her job as a referee. Like, it, it's something that distracts her. She doesn't have time to focus on it. She can't perfect her craft. And that, it in turn, affects how we, as fans, enjoy the experience in front of just, us. Mm-hmm. Just think about it as, it, let's say the NBA was not a full-time league. You get paid part-time. Like yeah. the WNBA, because they go play overseas. You Same thing with soccer. Yeah. And you have to work another job. You cannot spend, you know, your full off-season or your off-days. You can't spend those days honing in on your craft and getting better as a basketball player, you have to go work another job just to live. Like, it's ridiculous that this billion-dollar company in the NFL mm-hmm. is not paying full-time people to referee their games. It's 
ridiculous. Well, you say billions of dollars. That's really important yeah. to, to mention because you're talking about NWSL, WNBA. Those smaller women's professional leagues don't have the same income. No. They don't even have 10% of the same income. So there's yeah, the money Super Bowl to... Is the most watched thing in the world. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the NFL has no excuse not to be hiring these guys full-time. Well, also, I for like stuff like that with like a woman's thing, that's why I think more like the NBA should support the WNBA more. Which you're starting or, to see more because of yes. for that reason. Yeah, and for me, I don't know if this was just... In my head or all that, I thought refs went on from like a uh, refing a football game to a soccer game, or like they they didn't just ma- like major in one craft. Like they did yeah. more than like one sport. But I like that's wrong. Oh, <laughs> Once you get to a professional level, oh, you only do one. Sport. Only yeah. a couple has like my um like a like a ref that I've I've heard about pretty well is Gene Steratore. Gene Steratore would call football games. He he would do NFL football games on like NF, for NFL, and then he would also do college basketball games. So it's like rare, but it do, but it it has happened before. I don't know how many other refs have like done it before, but dude's got to make some money. Yeah, it kind of seems that like the NFL can't like support other like leagues as well. I think that would be really interesting if like you went on and like yeah. supported other like smaller like WNBA. Well, but, you like, can't. Mate, you can't get a league bigger by not helping with its growth. You know that's why the WNBA and the NBA's partnership right now is so huge. The NBA is helping fund the WNBA so new teams can pop up, like Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and you can have women start to get paid more. They're start they're going to be going over contract stuff again right now with their. Oh God. They're in two K. Yeah, they they're yeah. literally in two K now. Like that's, that's so such cool. a big step. Well, yeah, and that for soccer, that was a huge mm-hmm. thing with FIFA. Um, yeah. I can't remember 2018, 2017, They started to put women in too. Yeah, it was their women's national team. Yeah, yes. NWSL. I still don't believe is in yet. No, it is not. Sadly, yet. but the NWSL it's a smaller. Yet. Please. Because, <laughs> like, the NHL has put the AHL in its video games for yes, the past decade. Yeah. So there's no, and I can, I'm sure it's not the same. I'm sure the AHL still makes more money than the W or the NWSL, mm-hmm. but it can't be that much, right? Can't wait, can't wait for Madden XFL. <laughs> do you, oh, speaking, speaking of that, do you, do you honestly, do you think the um, XFL is going to be like the AAF? Do you think it will work? Ooh. I don't think it'll work. It'll last longer than the AAF because it has more money. There you go. Yeah. Because like, how long did the AAF last? Like two, three months? It was something like six weeks. Six weeks. It lasted six weeks. Six weeks of football. Yeah, they got true. through six weeks of their season. They had to cut mid-season. Yeah, they they, they just stopped. Why did I think it was went longer? I don't know. But that's because you forgot about it already. I did probably. That, that's <laughs> how irrelevant the alliance of American football so was. So Vince has already done the XFL once, so he knows what he did wrong. He's got a lot more money. This is his passion project. There's a reason he's going back to this. He wants to be successful in something else other than foot or than wrestling. He wants yeah. to be successful in another venture. So this is kind of like a passion project. He sold he sold a lot of shares of WWE to get the money to fund this. Mm-hmm. I still don't think it's going to work. Yeah. I, yeah. Nothing is going to touch the NFL. They won't get nearly as many viewers. I think the the hunger for offseason football is going to be big. But it's not going to be, it's not like everyone's going to go towards it. It's going to be a very small percentage. It's going to be those hardcores, like me and Hanson, you know, that are going to be like, you know, mm-hmm. Super Bowl just finished. Man, I need I need something. Uh, I need to watch something. Uh, it's only <laughs> been a week. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, just just look this up now. So the AAF is founded on March 20th, 20, 
Oh, oh wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so it started in, like, 2018, and then it, like, ceased in, like, April 17, 2019. That's crazy. But I think the season started in, like, when was it? I think February it or March. It started a week after the Super Bowl. Didn't yeah, it? it's it the exact fe- same plan that the two, XFL yeah, has. Six weeks. At least schedule. When, when it's XFL coming? The, after the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. A week after the Super Bowl. Oh, man. Now, here's the thing. If I, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the XFL for their longevity. Because the fact Vince McMahon has done this once, because they've got former NFL prowess in different fashions, <laughs> I, I understand, and the game the game was totally different, too. This is, as a WWE fan, I can tell you Vince does not learn from his own from his Yeah. Own okay. That's just... I, I'm no. hoping that the very smart people he has surrounding him, because I know he's not doing this... You mean this the yes-men that he surrounds but himself But here's the thing. He, I don't think he has yes-men. I think this venture... Yeah, he does. Well, he does, oh, but I don't know if it's for event. XFL. Because the WWE is fine, right? Ever since they started doing the backstage stuff and they're telling you it's fake, they've been doing great, minus their video game, which is a whole nother argument or topic for a whole crazy. nother day. No, but uh, real quick, I'm reading the thing for... Uh, Vince McMahon, what he said, it said, it will not rely on professional wrestling-inspired features and entertainment elements as its predecessor did. It said aiming to create a field with fewer off-field controversies and faster, simpler play compared to the NFL. How long do you think it's going to last? That's the thing. Our lifetime. XFL? Mm-hmm. Here's the reason I Three say to five that. five seasons. The, the only reason I say that is because I think that it is slowly going to morph back into a, a pseudo version of what it used to be where we're going to get guys like Odo Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield that have huge personalities Listen. and they're not going to get penalized for it in the XFL. You, you know what I mean? Listen, it'll be big year one. Yeah. It'll be oh, yeah. big year one. Oh, yeah. Slight drop-off year two, and then a huge drop-off year three. And whether it fails year three or not, it will fail either year four or year five. Has well, okay, Corey, really quick. Can you it, see I if they've got a TV deal set up yet for XFL? Um. Yes. I feel like I would have heard about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I don't it's, know. It should be soon, It's going to be on ABC, or ESPN, ABC, ESPN, or Fox Sports. Wow. Wait, wow. so those aren't done deals? Uh, th- I'm sure it that... It just says TV partners. So they already have that all set up then. Hmm. That's very interesting. So, But keep in mind that TSN, the ESPN um, Canada version, has been doing Canadian yeah. football for years, too. But I think there's a spot for we have a Canadian football lust in America that isn't here that people don't know that they actually have yet. <laughs> oh, so like they're gonna realize they want this. Oh, and uh, real quick, so like the first broadcasting teams will be Menifee and Joel Klatt, but KO's boy Pat McAfee will be on the call with Steve Levy <laughs> and Dan Orlovsky. Oh. I absolutely love that commentary team. <laughs> All right. Love it. Well, we are running out of time. We have about two minutes left, so let's get into final thoughts. Sorry that we did not go over NFL. We kind of ranted, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. Other fine. games, cool. but Hanson, you want to start? Yeah. Um, great show today, guys. I had a lot of fun. That was yeah. fun. I'm glad we <laughs> talked fun. about the XFL because that's important. Big things coming up. Your kid's favorite sports team could be an XFL team. Just think about that. I'm all about the Guardians. I already forgot what city they're in, but I'm all the about The names them. are sick. They're awesome. Yeah. Okay, um, a shout-out uh, shout to the Brewers manager, Craig Council. Once again, up for manager of the year. Hope he gets it. Oh, wait, Low Kane got his golden glove. Yep. Wait, we, okay, Low Kane got his golden glove. Let's get it. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we're good. <laughs> I mean, 
yay football. <laughs> That's all I really got. I'm, I'm excited. I'll watch. I'll watch a little bit tonight, probably. Yeah. yeah. Dimes. Oh yeah. yeah, it's the Cowboys, uh, Cowboys and Giants. The Cowboys, Giants. Yeah. yeah. I, I picked the Cowboys. Zeke goes for two hundred tonight. Woo. Saquon also goes for two hundred. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's gonna be a big running night. It'll be a lot of fun. I don't know. I yeah. Like I said, I got Dallas, but I wouldn't mind. To, I would like to see the Giants win. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't know. I got like. 45. <laughs> oh, really? uh, no, it's like 15 seconds. Um, thank you again for watching Hawk Talk on 91.7 The Edge, WSUW. Who takes it tomorrow? Sam takes it tomorrow. Um, I will be back Thursday. You will be, Kyle will be doing Wednesday. Yeah, have a great Monday, everyone. See ya. Chap lips and my jacket unzipped Been getting chilly, who we kidding? About as cold as my wrist Got me down in the fifth Got me drowning in indecisions Genie, I'm full of wishes Still can't help with the disposition I'm just a young college kid with all the privilege Trust beyond belief, so catch what's going through the villages Keep an image of Priscilla with the J Dilla Dilla Need another dollar, dollar in Manila So vanilla with a swirl, let the blade run Tongue drip slice down the middle of our nation. Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation. Kept me busy since day one. Accusations. Pockets gained a little weight like my ex-bitch. Still the only bricks that I've been stacking been in Tetris. Never measure up because we've been on a different metric. And I don't give a fuck about who the next I fill the is. hole in my soul with Palace Supreme logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo. Fill the hole in my soul with Palace Supreme logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo.